Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Good afternoon, evening, or morning. This is your old Uncle Mosh with Raiders Fan Radio, and you are in for a treat. Sit back and get ready to listen to one of the most insanely knowledgeable people you will ever meet talk about our beloved Raiders. Another episode coming your way of Silver and Black Flashback by Rich Schmelter, the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia. Thank you so much, Uncle Mosh, for that awesome intro to Silver and Black Flashback. I hope to keep on earning that praise you give me. And never to be left out is my man Murph, the host of the greatest Raiders podcast out there. Thanks so much for the great opportunity you give me to be a part of Raiders Fan Radio, as well as having the chance to be a part of a network that helps out so many through the One Nation Foundation that benefits Raiders-related charities. Also, Murph, I cannot thank you enough for saying such awesome things about my new book, Championship Diary, about our Raiders Super Bowl 18 victory. And if you get a chance, Raider Nation, check it out on Amazon or go to the link provided on Murph's show. And to Murph's co-hosts, Swag Jeff and Michelle, and all of the Silver and Black faithful listening around the world, I am proud as hell to bring you stories of the people and moments that helped make our Raiders history so glorious. And with all that being said, why not get on with this, our time together once again on Silver and Black Flashback. Oh, we have a great one for you this week, Raider Nation. It is all about the greatest professional multi-sports star in the entire history of our beloved Raiders. And it is not Bo Jackson. What, you might say? I know what everyone is thinking of me right now. Hopefully, minus too much swearing. Or hey, this guy really drank way too much tequila before he went on the air. But seriously, my Raider faithful, trust me on this one. Even though Bo Jackson was one of ours and an absolute freak of nature during the 1980s, I am taking you way back to the beginning of our team's history when a California sports legend named Charlie Powell was kicking ass on the football field, the basketball court, the baseball diamond, the track, and in boxing, all in dominant fashion. And he was also the brother of Raiders star receiver Art Powell, who is discussed in episode 41 of Flashback. But for now, let's get back to the legend that was Charles Elvin Powell, who was born in Dallas, Texas on April 4th, 1932, but grew up in California in the Logan Heights district of San Diego. He was the oldest child in a family dominated by athletic talent. And it was in San Diego that the legend of one of the area's greatest athletes honed his skills in a place the neighborhood children called the 40 Acres, 
That patch of San Diego real estate saw pickup games of football and basketball going on all the time, as well as impromptu track meets. It was at San Diego High School that Powell left an everlasting impression. Under the guidance of head football coach Dwayne Maley, Powell's number 49 became a nightmare for opponents. In 1950, the big, tough and fast, 6'3", 225-pound senior terrorized opponents, whether it was while playing running back, pass-catching offensive end, or defensive end. He led the team to an almost near-perfect record, losing only one game, with that coming against Fullerton in the California Interscholastic Federation semifinal playoff game. And it was also a game that Powell missed due to a bruised kidney. On a play that saw Powell suffer the injury, he threw a block that leveled two opponents in a 58-12 mauling over Kearney High. He even remained in the game for a brief time after the injury. But prior to that injury, Powell was tied with teammate Frank Johnson for the league scoring title with 30 points in only four league games. His dominance was so great that he was named the winner of the CIF Player of the Year Award at a ceremony in Los Angeles on January 6, 1951. Charlie Powell also dominated in basketball, baseball, and track. In basketball, he was a second-team all-league center, and the Harlem Globetrotters wanted to sign him. His parents refused the offer so that Charlie could remain in high school. He ran a blazing 9.6 seconds over 100 yards, high-jumped 6 feet, and set a school shot-put record of 57 feet, 9 and 1 quarter inches. That school record stood for 31 years, and he also ran on the relay team. In baseball, his power hitting became legendary due to his ability to hit home runs over the roof of Balboa Stadium in San Diego. Over the roof of the stadium. Amazing. Seeing that baseball and track were in the same season, Powell would go to a track meet, throw the shot put a few times, then go and change into his baseball uniform in his car. And if he had the time, he would go back to the track to compete in the relays. He was without a doubt one of the greatest high school athletes to ever come out of California, which is quite a compliment considering all the legends that came before and after him. And if that wasn't enough, Charlie used to box, starting in that sport around age 11 or 12. Once of high school age, Powell would jog to the home of world light heavyweight champion Archie Moore in the morning to spar, and Powell did an excellent job against the champion. He then returned home, ate, showered, and headed off to school. After earning 12 varsity letters in high school, 12 Raider Nation, 12 varsity letters, he turned down scholarship offers from UCLA and Notre Dame and decided to sign a Major League Baseball contract with the St. Louis Browns, who became the Baltimore Orioles in 1953 and played for one of the team's minor league affiliates, the Stockton Ports of the California League in 1952, where he hit for a 167 average in 30 at-bats over 10 games. After pitchers started to pitch around him, usually with a lot of curveballs, he decided to leave baseball behind. Looked like no pitcher really wanted to serve up fastballs to the power-hitting right-handed slugger. And after his brief baseball career was over, it was football and boxing that consumed Powell's professional sports career. Even though he never played college football, 
or boxed in the amateur ranks. Charlie did an outstanding job in both sports. Following his brief stay in the minor leagues, the 19-year-old's path to professional football was about to take shape. San Francisco 49ers quarterback Frankie Elbert knew of Powell's athletic abilities and felt he would be a perfect fit with the 49ers. He then urged head coach Buck Shaw to check out the teenage star athlete himself. Shaw was interested and drove down to San Diego, met with Charlie's parents, and signed him to a contract for $10,000, which must have seemed like a million dollars to a 19-year-old back in 1952. So, at the age of only 19, Charlie Powell was on his way to San Francisco, and the team did not coddle him. Far from it. For the coaching staff wanted to quickly see just how impressive the youngster was, and lined him up against one of the toughest and meanest players of the era, six foot three inch, 270 pound tackle and future Hall of Famer Leo Nomalini, who is also a professional wrestler. And Raider Nation, I have to tell you, I had the pleasure to meet Leo many years ago when he was in his later 60s. And I'll tell you something, he was still an individual that you would not want to mess with, even at that age. He still had that look on his face. And even though he was gracious and nice, you could still see he had that toughness and meanness that made him one of the premier players of his time. So Raider Nation, enough of my name dropping, okay? Let's get back to this story. So much to the amazement of everyone looking on, Charlie held his own against Leo and then continued to impress the coaching staff. So much, in fact, that he started against the Detroit Lions at defensive end on October 12, 1952. Now, the Lions at this time were just a few months away from winning the NFL championship, so they were obviously very good. But that did not stop Big Charlie Powell, who shocked the football world by sacking Detroit's legendary quarterback, Bobby Lane, 10 times for 67 yards and losses. That's right, Raider Nation. You heard it correct. 10 sacks against a team loaded with all pros and at the age of only 19. This was before professional football stats were kept for sacks, so the NFL record of eight still stands. Following the 28-0 victory, the 49ers presented the game ball to Charlie, who was the first rookie on the team ever to receive such an honor. Powell stayed with the 49ers as a dominant defensive end in 1952 and 1953, then returned from 1955 to 1957, but during that time with the 49ers, he also boxed professionally. On March 7, 1953, Powell had his first professional fight against Fred Taylor at Legion Stadium in Hollywood, California. That resulted in a draw, but then from February 23, 1954 to September 2, 1954, Powell won 11 straight fights that included eight knockouts in a row. On March 4, 1959, in San Diego, Powell produced the highlight of his boxing career by knocking out the number two ranked heavyweight boxer in the world, Nino Valdez of Cuba. On June 2, 1960, it was announced that Charlie was signed by the Oakland Raiders of the newly formed American Football League in a trade with the Los Angeles Chargers, who signed him as a free agent a few days earlier. Just before coming to the Raiders, Charlie had a knockout win over Harold Carter in Las Vegas and then was ready to play some more professional football. 
Charlie's first day of training camp proved to be a tough one as he was injured while having his picture taken. After everything that this guy's been through professionally in sports, it took getting his picture taken to hurt him. But believe it or not, it happened. And during this time, players were asked to pose in different positions, like stretching a leg while giving a straight arm. Pulled tendons were common, and well, Charlie fell victim to that injury. But he did rally back from the injury, and he played solid football for the Raiders in their first two years of existence in 1960 and 1961. An awesome highlight to Powell's career as a Raider came on September 24, 1961, in a game against the Dallas Texans, who became the Kansas City Chiefs a few years later. Oakland quarterback Tom Flores took a cheap shot, getting smashed out of bounds by E.J. the Beast Haloub. This started off a two-minute brawl in which Powell scored one of his best knockouts with a short right cross. This also started the rivalry between the Raiders and Chiefs that was at its best well into the 1970s. Following the 1961 season, Charlie hung up his number 87 Raiders jersey for good and headed back to the boxing ring for a few more years. On January 24, 1963, he fought Muhammad Ali, who was then going by his birth name of Cassius Clay. He fought him at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, before a crowd of 17,000. Like with most of his opponents, Ali had a prediction of the fight, and in Charlie's case, he said he would knock him out in the third round, and he did just that. Despite the loss, Charlie earned $12,000, which is more than he made playing an entire season of professional football at that time. In Raider Nation, Charlie Powell was not the only Raider that was able to climb into the ring with Muhammad Ali. For Wild Lyle Alzado did the same thing in 1979, and you can hear all about that fight on episode 54 of Silver and Black Flashback. Yes, my Raider Nation faithful, no other fan base can brag about having two of our own getting into the boxing ring with the greatest fighter of all time. Damn, I love our Raiders. Charlie Powell also fought former heavyweight champion Floyd Patterson in 1964, but lost to him in six rounds. On January 26, 1965, Powell ended his boxing career with a knockout loss to Billy Walker and finished his time in the ring with a 25-11-3 record that included 19 of those wins by knockout. In his later years, Charlie Powell suffered from dementia. While at a family gathering in San Diego, he became ill on a Friday and died on Labor Day morning, September 1st, 2014, at the age of 82. Mr. Powell, you without a doubt made the athletic world proud of all you accomplished. And thank you, sir, for being one of ours. Despite all of your other incredible achievements, you were once a Raider and always a Raider. And with that, our time together is over on another episode of Silver and Black Flashback. And I cannot wait to get back with everyone once again next time to share another story from our beloved and colorful history. At this time of the show, I like to reach out and give respect to some people. This time out, I send respect to one of our top Raider faithful, Kevin. It was so great to see those pics on Facebook from your trip to England and France. And yes, Kevin was true to our Raiders, as a lot of the pics saw him rocking Raiders gear. All right, my silver and black faithful, I love and thank you all for listening. What an awesome family we have. 
And now, all together, loud and proud, let's bring this one home. And how do we do it? Oh, you know. Are you ready, Bruce, Matt, and Bamba? Hell yeah, you are. So one, two, three. Let me hear it. Love you, Raider Nation. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, three hundred dollars You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash iron from using upside to help pay for a vacation later this year download the free upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas use promo code game to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank paypal or a gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code game for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank that's code game for a 25 cents per gallon bonus 